With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's time for Microbrew Milwaukee Brewers Chatter from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Mailbag Edition. For the first time, we're going to do a microbrew uh, answering your questions. We got we gathered it. We didn't give people a lot of time to submit questions. Fair, fair to say that we were not uh, – we did not have a great process here because we did this sort of randomly. But we got some good ones and uh, we, uh, we there's just so much to talk about with what's going on in the Brewers – off season right now, so I felt like there wasn't really a clear cut. Like I didn't know which how which way to go. So doing the mailbag thing I think helps focus us a little bit. My name is J.R. Radcliffe. That's Kurt Hogue. He's right here in studio. Hello. We have so much to discuss. I mean, we 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 were able to speak after, of course, Craig Council announced he was going to the Cubs. He did. This, this was uh, after Mark Adonazio spoke, but before we got to hear from Craig Council, before we got to hear from Matt Arnold, before we got to hear that there's kind of some. Sort of developments, I guess, in the managerial search and in possibly what the Brewers are going to do with their team. Some news from Ken Rosenthal that we can talk about. Um, I, and obviously, we want to get to the mailbag stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. But we should should obviously keep going with the news here of, of what's happening with the Brewers. Uh, managerial search, there have not been many names officially floated. Other There's two, really. Uh, there's Pat Murphy, the, the bench coach, who... I'll be honest with you, I kind of just assumed he was going to follow Craig Council to Chicago. I'm not sure that's what we currently think. We'll talk about him in a second. And then Don Mattingly, I know, has interviewed. Uh, at least that's been a report out of Toronto. He had been promoted by the Blue Jays organization. He has a ton of managerial experience, and it sounded like uh, he was going to get an interview with the Brewers. And, and Ken Rosenthal has thrown out some names. We've heard some names, but not necessarily anything concrete. And then Matt Arnold, when he spoke to a reporter, said, you know, Pat Murphy's a very serious candidate for this job, which surprised me. He does have a little bit of managerial experience with San Diego, a lot of college experience. He's been around baseball forever. Wasn't the guy I thought that I could see the Brewers going with next, but I don't know. So when he says he's a serious candidate, Kurt, how seriously should we be taking this? Well, there may be some more coming to JS Online on this front, but uh, for now... I guess by the time people are going to listen to this, the stories, if there is a story, hint, hint, there, there might be. Uh, are, you, it, are you saying that by the time this is over, up. he's going to be manager of the no, Milwaukee Brewers? No, not no, quite. no, okay. no, not, no. Let's, let's get the point out here. I don't think it's going to happen that fast. But it's uh, it's serious. Yeah, I think that's that's the way we'll put it for now. Um, they're, they've, they are interviewing him multiple times. Yeah. Do, uh, how do we feel about that? And I mean – He's, I mean, he's an experienced baseball guy. I, I don't want to dis- discount that. I guess, like, it just maybe I misunderstood how interested they would be. You know, he's always felt like he's been part of the council package. You know, they they go back to Notre Dame uh, in the late '80s and early '90s working together. It always felt like they were kind of joined at the hip, and that if Craig Council was going to go to the Cubs, Pat Murphy would logically follow him as the bench coach. And then Mark Adonazio said, "Well, yeah, all the coaches are coming back, so Pat Murphy is one of the coaches." Then I guess theoretically that would be coming back. I still quite honestly, didn't take that seriously. And I kind of figured if they were going to go in a new direction, they would probably want to start fresh, you know, have a different 
outside voice maybe or, or a younger guy internally. Pat Murphy is neither of those things, but he's certainly a candidate with a ton of experience. He's qualified. So I, I don't know if maybe I misunderstood or just didn't didn't grasp it right away. He is the bench coach. He is the next logical choice when a manager gets fired. So so I guess, I don't know. I guess I underestimated it, Kurt. Did you underestimate this too? Are you, you hearing what I'm saying? A little bit, yeah. I think what often happens well, when a GM, you know, especially a forward-thinking, analytical guy from Tampa Bay GM is making his first managerial hire, I mm-hmm. think you want to you kind of maybe project the idea of, I don't want to say a splash hire, but sort of someone that fits that mold. And I don't think Pat Murphy, who's definitely much more of an old school baseball guy, exactly fits the mold that you you have in your head off the very top. So there's that. Uh, He's he's qualified for sure, having been a bench coach in the big leagues for, what, nine years now. He was a manager for half a season as an interim in San Diego. He's, He's run very successful baseball programs at the college level. Uh, just you know, maybe I I, I I guess I wasn't as prepared for maybe old school people to be uh, front and center in this managerial search, this managerial hunt. We'll see what happens. Tell people what Pat Murphy is like. He's a character. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's loud. <laughs> he's very. <laughs> he's loud. He is loud. Oh he, my goodness. He um. He's he's, he's different quick, from counsel. He's, he's really he's different. different. He's quick witted. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they, they they're. They they sh- they share similarities, um, and I think that's part of why that they they've gotten along so well and worked so well together. But they also definitely have have differences as well. Um, Murph Murph likes to he likes to give it to people a little bit. Um, <laughs> he's 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 not afraid of 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 poking some jabs at people for sure. Uh, I think you know when you think of like the old school manager, like I mentioned, who's who's not going to be there to you know be the He's he he has good relationships with players, I think, but he is not there to be their friend. I think sure. that's a big difference. Yeah, he's uh he he's 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 a good time. Like he's a lot of fun. He can he you know he can he can get angry. We've seen him get ejected from games before. You've seen the fiery side. He certainly has that as well. Uh, but uh, but he's he is a different he's a different type of character. And in a way, old you know so much baseball experience, you kind of look back at his career and you're kind of surprised he maybe hasn't had. A, a big league opportunity before, you know, other than that interim appearance in San Diego, and then he was kind of ushered aside after the end of that season. So, um, so I, I feel like maybe I did dis- discount that. You know, we you wrote about this to sort of crystallize it. We talked about it on the last podcast, but when Mark Adonazio said the entire coaching staff yeah, is coming back, all back, I mean that that just screams we're going internal. We're either going with somebody who's brand new and doesn't have their own staff to bring yet. Or we're just going with somebody who's already here because all the mm-hmm. pieces are here already. And maybe that continuity is a good thing. I personally, you know, the more we're talking about the 2024 season, the more it's looking like the Brewers are going to take a step back. And so I don't know if I'm, a, if I think continuity really matters here. You know, it's going to be probably some new faces, probably lower expectations, like just blow it up, start over, try something else. But, you know, it doesn't sound like that's what the Brewers want to do here, man. Yeah, uh, this has been an interesting week for the perception of the roster and the outlook of the 2024 season. I don't know how many questions we had about looking at the mailbag. Do we have questions about the uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about we'll that a little bit. It, but yeah, I believe I said it on the last podcast or certainly previous podcasts or at least other people's podcasts, <laughs> some, sort of, uh, some sort of medium for my voice. I am I'm higher on the Brewers roster still than I think a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. But 
as soon <clears throat> as you consider the reality of like if if trading Corbin Burns as an option, that 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 changes things significantly, uh, in my opinion. And like maybe it is better to focus on twenty twenty five, but. I mean, this team won 92 games last year. That they did not win 92 games solely because the manager was here. No, and this is what sort of what Mark Atanasio was getting at. Um, I think some of the comments like really stood out for their, you know, how punchy they were. But Matt Arnold sort of echoed the similar sentiment. Like they win, be they've won because they've had good players, they've had a good front office, they've been well run, not just because the manager is good. The Woodruff injury is a big blow. Having not having Corbin Burns is a big blow, and I, we've talked at length about the pros and cons of trading him, maximizing your return. Man, I just I still think they're within this roster is within shot of winning the division again, but maybe they think it's you know better to look long term if the if the offers are there. Yeah, and I think what you're kind of referring to is the report in the Athletic from Ken Rosenthal that Corbin Burns would be a, a top trade candidate. At everyone, this point. everyone is everyone, on the table. and and I mean when we say everyone, it's not like the Brewers have these trade candidates just coming out of their ears. You know, they've either got guys who are first or second year players that they're not going to move on from, or they've got you know Christian Yelich maybe if he's an attractive enough option with that contract. I, I think we're probably getting to the point where a team would trade for him after this year. You'd be <clears> selling high, yeah. But he also has you're right. no, no trade, and there are a lot of places he would not want right. to go. Right. Um, Devin Williams, who is, of course, one of the best closers in the game and probably a guy who wouldn't really want to come back after the 2025 season. So I think it's yeah. logical that he be no, I would say not only would the Brewers listen to offers on Devin Williams, but like, and I'm not going to say shopped because then you're getting a bit of like the semantics and the technicality of it. But that, w- that would be someone that they would ver- that they would listen to, listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, obviously Burns. Like, that's it in Willie my Ad- mind. Willie Adamas, me. Sure. Okay, Willie Adamas. You're right. No, you're right. You're right because he's, he's – But a, I, I don't know. I just don't know how much better the market is in the winter than it would be in July if your team stinks. Yeah, and I think more than anyone else, trading Adamas is a white flag. That's saying okay, – Absolutely, yes. Yep. I think it sends – yeah, I think that sends even more of a message than Burns somehow. Yeah, I agree because – as much as Burns is, is one of the key chief reasons, you know, starting pitching, you can you can maybe cobble that together. The Brewers have done that, but Willie Adamas is very central to what they do defensively, and at you know, you, you and at the plate, and you lose a you lose a lot if you lose him. Yeah, and you're selling high on Corbin Burns, so there's a bit of an expectation there that it might happen. Um, maybe mm-hmm. not high, but you you know, you're still selling him as one of the top starters in baseball. Willie Adamas's value has gone down, I would say. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but he's still central. I mean, that's 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 a white flag. If they, if they yeah, move but him. I wouldn't be surprised if anyone gets moved, not at all. Y- yeah, I mean, and and we're heading into that part of the season. Like it's it's obviously free agency season. The general managers' meetings <laughs> when people aren't puking uh, because they had to shut it down because of a norovirus, which kind of awful sounding. Uh, when when you know those ma- those meetings are happening, the winter meetings are right around the corner. This is the time of year where some of this some of the stuff starts to get rolling. So we will see. Uh, we will see how that goes. I um I don't know if there's anything more to say right now about the managerial thing that's obviously top of mind, but uh, there are questions about it. Yeah. Oh, in the on our our mailbag. Yeah. yeah. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's go in through the, through right. some of these questions. All right. We're gonna start with Tommy Kazzy. Uh, most of these questions, by the way, are off Twitter, so some of these handles are a little weird. Just uh, we'll just go with it. What are your thoughts on moving Christian Yelich to first base? Ooh. Seems like it would solve the first base dilemma and open up the outfield to some of the young outfield. They're young outfielders. I mean, we've talked about that. I think that makes perfect sense. I, 
it's just it's just the timing is a little off because Christian Yelich was pretty good defensively this past year, at least as left fielders go. So I don't know if you gain a ton in left field specifically if you upgrade defensively. You know, make a spot, spot let's say for let's just say Joey Weimer. You know, is your left fielder. You're probably wasting his talent there a little bit, <laughs> and and I don't know if you're getting you're getting a ton out of that. And if Joey Weimer doesn't improve offensively, you haven't improved anything. You're just in the same spot you were before. So they have to make sure that they have three young outfielders who are going to hit at the major league level before you decide to move Christian Yelich. That's my thought on that. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Certainly not this. Well, maybe I don't don't think it's going to happen this off season. But you, you don't. Are, I mean, if if not now, maybe. that's why I don't think it's going to happen. It makes sense though. I'm just I would I would bet no. Um, it'll be it'll be worth asking at some point this off season. Yeah, uh, they, I mean, you're going to have to. These things do play themselves out to a degree, but at some point you will have too many cooks. <laughs> yeah, Yelich, Churio, Mitchell, Freelich, Weimer, Tyron Taylor still exists, although I don't know like long term if that if that's still in the equation. Although he still has two years left of team control after this. Yeah. Am I missing anyone there? I mean, there are like Perkins, Chris Roller. Yeah, like there are guys who are solid defensive. Yeah, they just you just you know, it, it makes sense. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, I agree with that, but I, I do think it makes sense. I mean, I you know we haven't even talked about free agents or whatever, but like if they could get their hands on Reese Hoskins from the Philadelphia Phillies, he was hurt this last year, so theoretically he's not going to command maybe quite as much as he would otherwise yeah. on the open market. He fits flawlessly. Him, Matt Chapman at third base, I think he's probably going to be out of the Brewers' price range, knowing the Brewers' price range for but, sure. But still, like if they could get those guys on the corners, this team this team would be for real. That's my point about the roster, Jr. Add some bats, they're Milwaukee very, Brewers. They're Go very, get some bats. They're very close to like being good again, um, right? Mm-hmm. But yet they let Marcano just walk for for nothing. I, I get why they moved Canna. I don't I don't want to reopen it. It's just it's just you don't want to reopen that can of worms. I, I don't want to open that can of worms. Bingo. However, that just shows me that they're just they're not going to overspend for anybody. They're not going to do anything yeah. that's over well, with the manager with Marcana. They are just not going to overspend. There is the there is the 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 looming thought though of what if this was the thing that put them over the edge? What if this was the thing? You know, like. What do you mean? Not council leaving. What if? What if that's what makes them want to stick it to the world? Oh, I see. Yeah. I don't no. Know. Okay. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, that theory was given. You know, we. Time of day. I'm not. I'm not ready to do it yet. I was going to say at some point we could go into. You know what? I'll wait. I'll wait for a question later, and we'll re- revisit that. Okay. Uh, it's it's council related. Okay, but this is from C. Fro. Do you think with Mark Marque announcing all the coaching staff will be back that they're hiring a manager from within? We did just well, talk well, about well. that. Well, we did talk about that. <laughs> kind of feels like Bill Parcells' comment re- regarding if they want you to do the cooking, then they should let you do the groceries. I I, I don't understand Mark Adonazio saying that everybody's back. That is a big neon sign for somebody who wants the job. Like, oh well, I'm not gonna gonna go after that one now because I want to bring my own people in. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't say that unless you have a clear idea of the kind of person that you're going to hire. It doesn't necessarily mean internally, but it probably means, as we've talked about, someone that fits a mold of not having a ton of managerial experience or, like, would just be fine with, you know, the staff you have, whether internally or coming in from externally. If you piece everything together, sort of, that's happened. Over it, it, may, it you kind of start to see how, you know, why – makes a lot of – or at least it follows that Pat Murphy is a serious candidate in this picture. Atanasio said everyone's back. 
And then someone specifically followed up asking about Pat Murphy because I think the assumption was Pat Murphy would be maybe going to the Cubs or maybe exploring other things. And it was walked back a tiny bit in terms of Murphy, uh, in terms of just like, ask ask Matt Arnold that, and you know, I'll let him deal with that. <laughs> and then, but then, but then to top that answer off, it was once again, everybody is under contract to be back or slated to be back or basically once again confirms that everyone's going to be back. So that would, um, yeah, it would make sense that at that point they had already talked to Pat Murphy. Um, Mm-hmm. And they were going to continue to to do so, and hope you know if, if he, even if he's not the manager, maybe keep him on as bench coach. Um, yeah. One of the things that I'm coming to terms with as this process unfolds is how far along it was in the month of like September. Like Craig Council had alerted Mark Adonazio yeah. that he was thinking of leaving. Yeah. And so I, imagine the last games of the season and the regular season against the Chicago Cubs at American Family Field. Caleb Bosley with that crazy. You know, that that extra inning victory, the walk-off win, Caleb Bosley in his one and only big league appearance, Wisconsin native gets a victory. At that moment, was Craig Council thinking, mm, I might be managing over there this time next year? I mean, that's obviously highly, highly speculative, but I'm not ruling that out because you can't tell me that this all came together in the in the five days or whatever between November 1st and November 6th when he was announced as the manager of the Chicago Cubs. You know, there, there were some... There, there had to have there, been there's no, a process. There's no way to know for sure. There's no way to know. However, man, speculation hats are on here. And yeah. given given the history of being from here, um, managing here forever on the other side of the Cubs, absolute rivals. You know, you know the you know the blood there. For it to to go from just you know having no idea, no consideration of the Cubs. Uh, <laughs> ever, you know, until November 1st to signing in four days and having your mind made up, pro- you know, he signed on Monday, but his mind was probably made up Sunday or Saturday sure. at the early, like. Um, well, and nobody leaked the Cubs. So, that, I mean, every, well, there were sides the, being like, the oh, other, yeah, the Angels, the, the Astros. Other part of this too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like, there's a reason, maybe there's a reason, there has to be a reason that every other team, Angels, Astros, like, you heard it all. You never heard a thing about Mm-mm. the Cubs, and that's because you know both sides kept things very, very, very sure. hush, and good for them. They, you know they did a great job of keeping it Ziploc tight, as we discussed on a previous pod. Yeah. But they didn't keep everything else Ziploc tight, um, especially you know in terms of leaks maybe coming from the manager's camp on that front. So yeah, it's you kind of piece it all together, and you you at least wonder how long. This was, if not a possibility, just like a fleeting thought maybe of, yeah. of wanting to manage whether the Cubs or some other you know blue blood, but no, specifically the, the Cubs. So Jim Wynn has a question related to this. Can you imagine telling your boss in the real world a month before the most important time of the year that you'll be looking for taking a position elsewhere? What new professional challenge did he want? He won one playoff series in Milwaukee. Why not challenge yourself in MK hmm. in Milwaukee? Okay, two things. Two things. First of all, the challenge yourself or whatever, like people say that when they say that's akin to I want to spend more time with my family when you're stepping down from a position. Okay? It's 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 just code for I don't have a better reason. It, yeah. No, I mean, here's the thing. It is a new challenge. It's a challenge he has not accepted before. However, the challenge at the end of the day is the same 
and or easier than it was in Milwaukee. Like one of the biggest challenges in baseball is winning a World Series in the game's smallest market. Yes. In a league in which there is no salary cap. And the Brewers, for you can, yeah, for whatever reason you want to ascribe to this, don't spend a ton of money. Right. When we see when we hear new challenge, we assume something tougher. But that's obviously it is, it not is, what's. It is a new. It is a new challenge for sure. <laughs> I. But it's yeah, a different set of I, rules. I just think it, it would come across better um, if, uh, if you know, the money you, you got paid eight million dollars. Yeah. That is. You know, this is certainly a new challenge, no doubt. Higher scrutiny, higher probably. Sc- higher, for sure, higher scrutiny. Well, and, and let's, you know, the, the scenario doesn't even, like, David Ross had that job, and it, that was cold-blooded, man. Like, Craig Council went in there and, and spoke to yeah. Jed Hoyer, and they yeah. worked around a guy who was already in the job. So, like, that's yeah. assassin stuff any, right any there. Any way you want to spin it, there was some cold-blooded things going on one way or the other, like, Saying Craig has lost our community—that's cold-blooded. Yeah, um, they should. He shouldn't have said calling, that. calling, uh, calling Atanasio to just say, "I, you know, I'm going to the Cubs." It's a little cold-blooded, although I don't think it's as cold-blooded as people th- think. Let's get into this for a second. Actually, this—I okay. don't think this was a question that was asked directly uh, in our mailbag, but someone did tweet at me before, just looking for some clarification on the. Um, did they have a chance to match? Did they, you know, et cetera, et cetera? Who cares? They weren't going to. That's the thing. It's a little bit of semantics. Um, the person that tweeted at me said it's seeming like it's uh, people are operating under the assumption, you know, council never gave them a chance to match. And I think that's sort of true, but it's also not true depending on how you look at it. At the end of the day, it's just – it's it's a technicality either way. They had had conversations for weeks, for months. Um, it was clear to both sides what the Brewers' top offer was going to be. No, they uh, – on that call, there was no chance in on that call or in, you know, like the day leading up to it to match $8 million directly from the Cubs. Would the Brewers have done it? Probably not. Technically, they were never given the final opportunity to. Um, but Semantics. I mean, he, you semantics. asked this question and Mark Adonazio's you know, he didn't say directly no. He was at, yes, he but was he direct, didn't say yeah. yes. He was, like he was, so, yeah. The, let's talk about the anatomy of that a little bit. He was asked before twice if they were given the chance to match. No, that was that was uh, danced around. Then the follow up was asked of, would you have matched? Because I think that's more important. And it was also danced around, um, not answered. But I think in the context of the rest of the press conference, the Brewers have talked exceedingly about. Like, well, not exceedingly, but you know, he he mentioned the reported offer, uh, and con- didn't confirm the details of it, but confirmed that they made a competitive offer. Yeah, and that's the only offer they've talked about. Not anything on top of that. So, yeah, um, and I mean, it, to, to be fair to the Brewers, it doesn't sound like the Mets would have matched either. It doesn't sound like anybody was going to match that amount of money that the Cubs gave Craig Council. So it's not necessarily a question of overpaying. It's just it, it, in whole numbers, a few extra million is. And we'll get pushback as to whether or not that is negligible. It may not be cons- – negligible might be too strong. But it was within reach. They don't feel that a manager is worth that much money. And they might be right. But this yeah, is that's, this that's, is cold-blooded though on all cold, on both sides. It's, it's cold-blooded and it's unfortunate for the fans. I'll yes. say that. Yeah. I'll say that. And the Brewers aren't – you know, there's no – there's there's no Craig Con- – like the Craig Council did give that brief interview to our Todd Rosiak and Adam McAlvey. But it was restrained and – 
we haven't really there, there's been no Certainly statements there have been no like the brewers have not tweeted thank you craig for all of your service which i don't expect them to just rush out and be grateful and happy with the situation but like this is this is fraught right like this is not this is definitely a, a divorce so to yeah speak. it's i don't want to say it's like fixable or like mendable it, it'll get better. Sure. It won't be this tense forever. Like Craig Council has done a lot for the Brewers and this organization as a player and coach and I guess player and manager. Those things should not be simply like swept under the rug. But yeah, um, if I'm an owner and like the manager, I have no idea he's going to the Cubs and he calls me and tells me he's going to the Cubs. Maybe there's there's probably part of me that would have some bad blood uh, because I would think that you just wouldn't do that. Yeah. Even if it's fully in his rights to do so. Speaking of bad blood, did you see that question? Bad blood? No. Is it a Taylor Swift Maybe reference? Maybe it was in the reply to me and not you. Oh, I don't know. Um, oh, well, here. Yes, it was Eric, in the reply Eric to asks this question. Is Craig Council's reputation damaged among other managers and general managers now? Is that what you were going for? Well, other other who and who? Other managers and general managers. Because he took David Ross's yeah, job. Um, I don't think... It's hard to know. Like I don't. Yeah, know. it's really hard to know. Well, David Ross's reputation. David Ross's mind. Yeah, sure, definitely. <laughs> I don't, I think it's overstated a little bit. Yeah. What we're when we talk about the fraternity of coaches, like yeah, they don't well, spend a lot of time together. You also, know? he achieved the goal of raising manager salaries. I don't think like <laughs> oh, David Ross. Are we really talking about that? Like that's. I mean, we well, can talk about it. Yes, I'm just we saying, are talking about yes, it. Yes, yes. I'm just saying like that's a. The, I don't want to say it's a load of crap because I'm sure it matters to some people, but also. Craig Council wanted to get paid. Yes. Forget, forget no, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. else. He did. He did. He did. But that. But that was. He wanted to see what the open market could give, and he. It is. It is known that he wants believes managers across the league should be paid more. So I think if you're a manager that sees us, you're Kevin Cash, and you're up for an extension. Yeah, I would not care about David, David Ross's unfortunate situation, to be quite honest. Yeah. Plus, David Ross is still getting paid. Uh, that is true. He that got true. he got he got blindsided for sure. But it's like the old college football. You know, the best job in the world, Jr. is a fired college football coach. Yeah, Scott Frost has the <laughs> the best. It's good living good if right you can now. get it. It's good living it's if you can get it. Great living. Um, what was the bad blood thing? Do you remember? Uh, uh, Jen tweeted, "Which Taylor Swift song are you most relating to these days? Feels like bad blood is too obvious." Yeah, it is on the nose. I'm afraid. Um, I would say "Cruel Summer," except it's not, not summer, summer anymore. Um, I'm going to go all you had to do was stay. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. What about Getaway Car? Because that man – I did make that exact reference on uh, – Did you? On uh, Monday to my wife. I said, yeah, you drove down to – he's going to drive down to Chicago and it's Getaway Car. Are you surprised? I met you in a hotel bar. Based on what we're seeing, about 80 percent of it is really a lot of upset fans with Craig Council. That was the last time you ever saw me. And fewer fans are upset with the fact that management mm. did not – Attempt to keep him. I mean, attempt to keep him. Of course they did. They attempted to keep him. But like the fact that that did not happen, <laughs> I, I am surprised that it is so much vitriol against counsel to a, to a degree. I mean, obviously I understand it, but yeah. I guess I don't maybe prioritize the, the, the sort of deep anger of the Cubs-Brewers rivalry as much as maybe other people do. But like there's clearly – there's clearly some – there are people who are never going to embrace Craig Council at all, which which I guess I wasn't – maybe I was – I'm naive to have been a little underprepared for that. I, I obviously understood there'd be some, but that's the majority of the reaction that I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, look, being a fan is not always a rational thing. No. It's I almost think, never a rational thing. I think the more thing. you view this rationally, like 
he did what he wanted to do. It uh, and it like it makes sense from a logical standpoint. Um, maybe well, part of it a is like I think people in sports like having villains, and you like having someone to hate. Of course, it it is going like I don't know. It's but it's more fun than having no reaction. Yeah, and I think maybe people here's part of it too, right? You viewed you're from Wisconsin, you're from Milwaukee, you're from the greater area. Maybe you viewed Craig Council as as yourself. And why would you have any reason to do so outside of, oh, I don't know, the 2016 <laughs> video where he, the, he said that? Yeah. Um, and maybe you took that to like <laughs> – Took it to heart. Took it to heart. And, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you are – you're a Milwaukeean. You're a Wisconsinite. You bleed Brewers baseball. That's me. I bleed Brewers baseball. Uh, this is what I grew up in. This is what you grew up in. And, you know, maybe that's kind of how you view it. And I, there's valid reason to believe that with comments that have come out. Like he's, you know, said his, it's, his, it's his responsibility to, like, foster baseball in this city. And, um, you know, the one thing he hadn't done yet was win a World Series here. So very fair. And then, you know, you kind of view that. And then you think, well, I would not have done that as a Brewers fan. I would not have betrayed them to go to the Cubs uh, and I was told Craig Council is just like me. How could he? Yeah. So no, I get it. Maybe of course I, I don't get know. It. I'm I'm trying to put words in people's mouths, and maybe I'm doing a bad job at that. But yeah, that that feels like a valid theory to me, even if it's you know, like I said, not the most rational. I think I've got two things that are informing sort of my viewpoint on it. One is that I I do believe he was the best manager in baseball or very close to it. I also don't think the manager makes the difference between a team that is capable that you know, he maybe makes a few few calls that change the course of things when they get to the playoffs, but he's not the difference between a 92 win team and a 76 win team. That's just nonsense. You know, they can still be or not be a playoff team whether or not they have Craig Council in the fold. So I guess whether or not I, you know, we, jury's still out on exactly what managers, what value they bring, but it, but it's not that much. I'll I'll never be convinced that it's enough to justify, you know, expecting a whole season to change because of a of a personnel change there. Um, what was the second thing, Kurt? I don't remember. I'm already. There's a lot of Taylor Swift songs actually. Like her <laughs> entire <all>. collection. <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> this is like right up the yeah. Taylor Swift alley. Oh my gosh, better than Revenge. Yeah. Uh, never grow up. All right, I remembered my second thing. If you're not going to pay for the manager, fine, but then pay for the bats. Pay for people to make your team better because this team, yeah, the yeah, people yeah, yeah. who are in control of making this team better are still here. So pay them. Use that money that you didn't spend on the manager and put that into the put that into the offense because the offense needs it. It's it's not good enough. All right, let's take a diversion uh, on these questions because our friend Anabam. No oh boy. <laughs> if you don't follow Anabam, I mean, you, you know what? You already do. You already do if you listen to this uh, podcast. I just have a feeling about that. Uh, this is obviously tongue-in-cheek, but enjoy this. Obviously, it is very wrong and mean to deface a sign, as was the case at Craig Council Park in Whitefish Bay. Uh, but if there was a situation where a human life could be spared if the funniest word was graffitied on a sign, what would that word be? Say, for example, if someone was holding a baby over a bridge and said, I will drop this baby if you do not do a vandalism. And then <laughs> and then they say the baby is still going over if I don't chuckle. Um, <laughs> it's very hard to thread this needle because you have to keep it clean uh, and also make someone chuckle with with a funny word on a sign. I'll give you. Do you have a? Do you have something for this, Kurt? Or oh man, um, Anabay, I'm trying to tie us into knots. I've got options. I've got three of them. Okay, 
I've always thought the word jurisprudence is very funny. What? Jurisprudence. I don't know what that It was. relates to legal stuff. Don't worry about it. But then um, I also think the word Orf is funny. Shout out to Nate Orf, former Milwaukee Brewers <laughs> infielder. Uh, much beloved uh, infielder. Homered on July 4th famously, I think. Or July 3rd. Who knows? But Orf, very good. Uh, there's some words I don't want to say on Well, the that's good. Don't say them on the air because um, those are not appropriate. Um, but also, they, but they, would, they would count. Okay. I'm not going to say. I'm I gonna... once got a text from my son's soccer coach uh, talking about the practice because my son had come home very upset. So we were communicating and it's like, you know, what's my son doing? That's a problem. And uh, the coach relayed that Owen kept saying that he was confuzzled by things. And I thought he had like it was some weird autocorrect and is like that's a really weird word. Um, and then a couple days later, I hear my son just use it like I'm confuzzled by this. I'm like, is this a word kids use now? Confuzzled? Um, I don't know if that's a funny enough word, but that uh, that is a very strange word. And I, I thought will it was tell funny. you what the le- least funny word to uh, to graffiti is. It's ass. That's the word that was used. Yeah. That, be better. Let's do something. We can, we can be funnier than we that. We can be much better. Yeah. Goodness gracious. We do not advocate for the graffitiing. We do yeah, not graffitiing advocate. Graffitiing is bad. Don't do that. Right. Uh, I mean, it can be beautiful too. This was not beautiful. This was this was poor. It was a poor effort. I mean. Again, not not condoning it whatsoever, but like if you're if you must, if it is simply something you cannot resist, you gotta you gotta be better than that. That's just not a good one. Orf, <laughs> orf would be way better. Oh orf. man, incredible. Uh, Chris Caesar asks, "What's for lunch?" Uh, in in the Todd Rosiak vein, uh, I don't want to answer that. This is not my favorite Todd Rosiak bit. He loves uh, he loves the the lunch questions, but. Um, Always ask Todd what's for lunch. Yeah, though. he does love to share. That man loves to tell people what he ate. I had he chicken, is chicken fascinated. fries. It was it was fine. Mm-hmm. Chicken fries. Evan Casey wants to know the current status of your mustache. What? Where's it? Yeah, it's gone. It's what gone, baby. Why'd you get rid of it? I shaved it today. Weird. My, my wife was roasting me endlessly it for was. my terrible attempt at growing. It wasn't even an attempt at growing facial hair so much as it was just like a. You know, I just don't want to shave. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I fell. That's where but my I, I can't grow facial hair. Like what I had, no, you can't. Was three weeks. It wasn't good, Kurt. And it wasn't good. Um, what do you, What do you want me to do? I'm not mad at you. There's nothing you can do about it. I respect the situation, but Kurt, it, you should have stopped trying much earlier than you did, um, or started trying. Well, like I told you, I wasn't trying. Yeah, that was yeah. The problem. I got it backwards. You should shave at all costs. <sighs> uh, PJ Wessel says. Uh, what are uh, who that's are that's f- discrimination actually? Because, that's an HR violation because your mustache you sucks. That's yeah, not a, that's not discrimination. You're it's an comment, observation. You're commenting on my appearance. Kurt. I am I am a good friend because I will tell you what is what is real. Hold on. Do we have an HR rep in the office? I guarantee you, we don't. We don't have many reps <laughs> of anything in this office. But um, I I I'm here for you. I'm a good friend, and I am not going to sugarcoat it. It's like you know. When you, let's say your breath smells, I'm not saying this is true for you or anyone, but like you want somebody who's like, hey, I, you know, just low key, just you might want to pop a breath mint. Those are your real friends. Those are the people who are really willing to stand up. Uh, your facial hair was terrible. PJ Wessel says, um, who are your favorite candidates for manager? Do you or Kurt have a favorite? I would love personally to see Joe Espada get involved. I don't know if that's where we're headed, but. Uh, yeah, Joe Espada would be great. But there seems like there's some funky shenanigans going on. Shenanigans is a good word to write on a sign. Um, yeah, shenanigans. Uh, what, what about? Hmm. You're looking at your list right now of candidates. I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking about funny words. <laughs> <laughs> You've skipped over the actual thinking about candidates. Um, uh, I uh, 
I think it would be cool if Don Mattingly were involved only because that is a name. And if you don't really believe that the manager has that big of a – makes that big a difference, that's, that's kind of cool. It's a different energy coming to, to Milwaukee. Um, the best managers are the guys you just – I mean the best hires are just guys you haven't heard of. Booby trap. The, oh, but that's two words. No, it's one word. It's it's not. You didn't laugh, so it's not it. No, it's not it. I'm sorry. You Yeah. Um, moist? Oh, God. That's not it. <laughs> Okay, we got to stop this exercise. Nick <laughs> Nick asks, recent reports that Brewers are open to trading almost anyone on the team. Was that always the plan? Did that factor into Craig's decision or did the potential rebuild come as a result of CC leaving? I think that is a good question, Kurt. Do you think this was this was a I, straw that broke some backs? No, I think it's a fair question, but I think this organization was, will do what it was going to do regardless of mm. – well, maybe they are a little more inclined to doing it, uh, but – this is sort of like a, I don't know, is it not a catch-22, but like a, um, a you know, in Excel, in Excel when you, you refer a cell to itself? Chicken and, or egg situation. And yeah, well, no, because it's, no, it's the Excel situation, which you try to do a formula, but you refer to the, the cell that the formula's in, in the formula, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't use Excel. Someone out there knows this. Anyway, so yeah, it's like, well, maybe council was... Like he wouldn't have stayed if they're going to do any sort of rebuild or retool. Maybe that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they wouldn't have done it with council. So it's it's hard to say one yeah. way or the other. But I think at the end of the day, they're going to they were not going to change their approach just because the managers there. I mean, they've come out and clearly said like nine times in one press conference, we're going to win without him. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I also. I don't think there is a rebuild on the horizon. Like they might be bad in 2024. They might be. They might trade Corbin Burns or Devin Williams. It's, you know, especially based on what they get back in those deals. I just don't think 2025 is going to be bad. I I don't see how it could be, quite honestly. If Jackson Churio is what we think he's going to be in some of these prospects or what we think they're going to develop into, I don't think so. I don't know. Okay, can we talk about Jackson Churio? Actually, there's a question about him. There's a question about him. What's the question? um, Let me see. Mm. There's a couple questions about him, actually. What about fart? Like, just no. classic? Ugh. Body humor sucks. I okay. hate it. Right. Having You know what? That's just because I have an 11-year-old. I It's just not funny anymore. <laughs> um, LaCroix Butler. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that. Hilariously asks. DM me and I'll tell you what it is. Uh, this team hasn't been the same since Colton Wong was traded. How does that relate to Craig leaving? Well, you are reading all of the <laughs> questions. <laughs> I just want to acknowledge that I'm glad that these people sent uh, yes. questions. Bru- okay, I will say this. Brewer's Twitter is good. Mm. Yep. I'm going to say it. They're good. You guys are insane sometimes. And sometimes I don't lo- love all the replies. Um, but Brewer's Twitter is good. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so Cheese Beef <laughs> uh, asks – he asks two questions. But one is, do you That's think the, the Brewers word. will want to open Churio in the majors due to the new pick reward rules? And what he's referring to is if you if you open up and, and with a guy on your roster who is a top prospect – who's on these prospect lists, and he ends up winning Rookie of the Year or taking, I want to say second as well, but it might just be winning. Uh, you, uh, he, the, the player gets a certain amount of service time consideration, and the, um, the organization gets a draft pick. So there's, it's, a, it's a huge value. It's a, it's a high draft pick first rounder, I think? Or yeah, Comp A, which comp is basically a, first rounder. Basically actually, it's like between the first round and Comp A. So yeah, it's, Even it's, better. it's first round. So that's a, that's a big, big boost. Even if you're a finisher, you don't have to win. You get like a comp B, I believe. Yeah. The point being they want teams to not play games with, with uh, yeah. service time and whatnot. It's a good incentive. I don't think it's a good enough incentive. No, I don't think so either. Because like, 
I'm trying to think of this like weigh the equation, right? Not saying a team would ever manipulate service time, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. But if you're thinking about the value of that extra year of Jackson Cheerio versus what three weeks or whatever, the like 22 days or whatever it is of him being in the minor leagues in 2024, like first, if you're if you assume he wins Rookie of the Year, right? That I still think that extra year would likely be more valuable than the pick, I think. Mm. Uh, but then that's also that's even assuming that he wins it. It's it's probably pretty close actually. You know, if he's a five six win player, yeah. Um, compared to like a, the thirtieth pick in the draft, I don't know what you would expect out of that. But it's it's not as enticing as it needs to be. I will say that because. It's a half measure. That extra year of service time, which is I'm, – I'm not advocating for service time manipulation. It sucks. It's stupid. But there's reason, there's, there's reason that teams do it. Yeah. If this is a rebuild, if they go trade trade guys, um, you know, I thought maybe that would even encourage them to not bring Jackson Churio up because maybe they hold him down for the entire 2024 season and not bring him up until 2025. That would be stupid. Well, of course it would be. But if, if there is – nothing to look forward to in 2024, then maybe you don't do it. Now, you think the opposite. You think if it is a rebuild, then they will bring him up and just see if he, you know, see if he takes off right away, right? Yes. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still think, uh, if I had to guess, I would say he's not on the open day roster. I know. There's so many outfielders. I know. I feel the same way. And But it makes me sad to feel that way because it would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, they didn't, like Tyler Black, who's firmly in the equation for opening day, and this is not exactly apples to apples, but he got called up when Jackson Churio did not, and Churio probably could have been the AAA. Well, Tyler Black. Oh, you mean the AAA? I was going to say Tyler Black yeah. didn't get called up. Um, Tyler Black. He's I'm just be, trying he's to. Be. I'm just trying to read into them keeping Churio at AA for five months last year. Yeah. Uh, Blake asks similarly about Churio. Some teams make a big event of top prospect debuts, doing them at home and announcing ahead of time so fans can plan. Adley Brutchman in Baltimore, Ellie De La Cruz in Cincinnati are recent ones that come to mind. That hasn't been the Brewers' style, but do you think they'd make an exception for Churio since it might be a tough year? Uh, I think a lot of things are on the table if it's a tough year in terms of how they approach things. I don't I don't know if I see – you know, that's a very specific question. I don't know if I see the Brewers necessarily doing something like that. I will they'll, say that – oh, go ahead. I'll say they'll probably make a decent to big deal of it. They yeah. should, yeah. I mean he was like the – that was kind of like the the cherry on top of that freshman series that they're very proud of. And they, they should be. It was really good work. But like – they really hammered home that like oh this next this last episode this is the Churio episode like they're not they yeah, don't these other guys they have a seventy five <laughs> WRC plus yes yes <laughs> but this guy <laughs> Jesus <laughs> you caught me with that one Kurt I wasn't I wasn't prepared uh, that's why you do the series before the season so that you don't have to deal with the consequences of what happens during their rookie <laughs> season. Uh, I maintain that if they had gone into the first week of the season, it would have been divine because you would have gotten Bryce Durang's Grand Slam. They clearly did not have, like, full-fledged cameras there. It was, it's fine, but whatever. Um, Brewers, Brewers social media, um, it's not great. And I I don't mean any disrespect. I know some people that are over there, and I like them. But, like, they don't really have a humming operation right now. And so I don't know what kind of, like, promotions, marketing approach they have. They it needs to get better. They need to be better at that. Right now they're one of the weakest in Major League Baseball, and they were not always that way. So I'm a little, little, uh, little unsure what to make of what's going on over there. Just throwing, throwing haymakers here, Kurt. Throwing some strays. Uh, I have don't no, mind me. I have no comment. 
Steve Old City says, do you think the Brewers will be able to target MLB-ready talent in a potential Burns or Adamas trade, or will it need to be strictly prospects? That's a good question. I don't have the answer to that. I don't know that. What do you think? No idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, Depends well, who they're well, dealing with. I, w- I mean, teams always want the MLB-ready talent for sure. If you get Adamas and Burns packaged together, you're surely going to be looking for major league talent. Yeah, then you're cooking. Um, Let's check the Dodgers' top prospects because that's what <laughs> trade would be. With. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too is that some teams' top prospects are major league ready. You know, they're they haven't had a lot of time. But yeah, like the Dodgers and Orioles are two names that come to mind for yeah. sure for Burns, and they have major league ready prospects. Yeah, the Dodgers are in need of starting pitching now. Clayton Kershaw is going to be out for a while. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't have starters there. They don't. They're and really. And Shohei Otani is not pitching. Yeah, Julio Arias is uh, is a huge question mark going forward. Um, he should probably not be pitching in baseball. Should probably not be pitching. And then you know Walker Bueller's coming off of an injury. They've they've got you know they've Gonsolin's out. Gonsolin right? was out this How's past Dustin year. Dustin May looking? Is he healthy? I don't know. He's, he's always, had he's two major hurt. injuries, and and uh, you know Bobby Miller was good. was fine. He's, he's good. good rookie. Yeah. But like you've unproven Emmett Sheehan. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they'll find guys to pick for sure. They've got a bunch of yeah, but it's the Do- like the, the the Dodgers are a team where it's like oh yeah, that elite prospect. Yeah, we just throw him in at the back of our rotation, right. and then he shoves. Not Bobby Miller as our ace. Yeah, that's not how that's not how the Dodgers. That's should be. true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> this is an Anabam disciple. Vern von Versnick says hi. Do you guys think Jesse Winker is starting to figure it out? Yes, uh, <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> the uh, starting to figure it out meme, which uh, which has been developed inside Brewers Twitter, is very funny. The uh, the the oblique injury in Game One's tough, tough for the figuring it out path uh, trajectory. It's going to set him back. Probably Brewers. need to IL him. You know, I would say Brewers fans don't have to worry about Jesse Winker anymore, but I thought they wouldn't have to worry about him last year in the playoffs. So what do I know? Who knows? Do uh, you believe in magic? Mason Sansala, has there been any rumors regarding acquisitions or free agents the Brewers are targeting, or is all their focus right now on strictly finding the new manager? I, I mean, I think it is, but not because just because yeah, the so market here, hasn't developed. Here's yet. what I'll say about the Brewers and like t- targets, and they're gonna wait. They're gonna wait too, and also. They just don't – like that stuff just does not get out until they've signed the player or right before they sign the player. Yeah. You're right. They have a good little operation going in terms of secrecy. Uh, but uh, but they also are going to wait. They There's going to be some dumb money yeah. spent early on in the postseason – or in the uh, offseason. They're going to let the dust clear and then they'll find a bargain or two. That's just how they roll. That's who they are. I would love to see that not be the case. I also don't know exactly who on this free agent cl- in this free agent class would be the person that I think the Brewers would best be suited to try to go after because I don't think there is an obvious person that they should go after except Reese Hoskins and Matt Chapman. Put them on the corner. Sign Luis Severino and Profit. Uh, Cheese Beef also had this question. Given the way the Brian Anderson situation played out, this is an interesting question. Given the way the Brian Anderson situation played out down the stretch – uh, where they ate a roster spot, and with hindsight, how likely was it Council returned to the f- to to that front office situation? Basically, he's like we we sort of had lightly speculated that it was a sign that somehow Craig Council and the front office did not see eye to eye that he refused to play Brian Anderson. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's rumors um, about you know that if the relationship deterred at all in the front office, and you kind of hear some different things from different people on that, so it's hard to know. One way or the other. I think the better way of putting it is, like, yeah, the part at the end of asking what the likelihood of counsel returning to that front office situation was, I think that might be the way of looking at it. And Brian Anderson was kind of irrelevant to, I guess maybe not totally irrelevant, but maybe indicative of some of that. I just 
think it was uh, there was time for a parting change. There was it was it had reached its end. I I never really thought there was. I know that, that that there was the assumption there was bad blood. I never thought it was really there at the time and still don't, I guess. I guess what what I don't understand is who was advocating for Brian Anderson to still be there. Like he had demonstrated that he wasn't an offensive threat anymore. Defensively, it was up and down. Like they had guys to fill, fill the void that he could fill. So – I, I don't know if he was really fighting. I don't know. I don't know who the fight was with. I don't know who was advocating for Brian Anderson to still be on the team. And then they did take his roster spot at the very, you know, with like three games to go or whatever it was. I, I will always be baffled. There might it'll be a story be, it'll there. It'll be the great mystery of <laughs> this, this year. <laughs> well, no, there are many other mysteries at this point, but um, yeah, that one, that yeah, one, that one's sticking mysteries. with me a little bit. Like, what happened? To, where wh- Kesson here? I'm just kidding. We don't need to. Do, <laughs> uh, another mystery. I, I don't understand. Kesson here is going to go to the big leagues next year, and he's going to make it make an impact. It's going to be hmm. probably not enough to really be that worried about it, but he's going to make an impact. What else, Kurt? Rockies. That's it. Kesson here, you oh, are a Oh, my gosh. 25 homers minimum? Yeah. He would hit like 40 doubles mm-hmm. there for sure. Yeah. For yeah. For sure. Um, should I parse for more questions? Well, if there are any, yes. Are there? But uh, I am done with the list that I had. We have – I mean we can we could try to, uh, to pull out a couple more. Questioned ourselves out. Uh, I, do, I do have a fair number of notes. How legitimate is here. Ricky Weeks' candidacy for manager? Is there a realistic possibility that happens? Uh, I think maybe bench coach is maybe a little more realistic. Oh, for that would be interesting. Yeah. That would be interesting. I like that idea. Um, I I love that idea, actually. I mean, not because he's a brewer, because we, you know, I think it gets a little a little overdone when we're talking about, oh, we ex-brewer, so there's a connection to the organization. But I just I just think that would be a really fresh, Yeah, that would be a way to put something fresh. Let's say Pat Murphy is the guy. That, w- that would work out for me. Yeah, I, I mean, you know how, you know how the Packers went like Hall of Fame quarterback, who throws a fit and then goes to the Jets after one after the other. What if the Brewers did late 2000s, early 2010s middle infielder (laughs) who works his way up the organization in the front office, takes a job in the dugout, and then goes to the Cubs? What if they both do it? Mm. Ricky Weeks is on the Craig Council path. I love that. Um... It's written in the stars. Uh, Tim Steinke says Manfred is considering changing the roster limit to 12 pitchers. How would this impact the Brewers and other small market franchises? Can someone explain the rationale of that to me? Because that seems dumb. I mean the idea is to keep starters in the game longer. Rob Manfred takes up odd causes. Sometimes I have been wrong. Why do we care about that? I don't know. It's not good for pitchers' health as if we don't already have enough pitcher injuries. It's true. And furthermore – And you're just going to blow out your relievers. And, and why are we clinging to that particular ideal? Now, I was like, what I was just going to say. Sometimes Manfred, Rob Manfred, gets hung up on things that I think are stupid to care about. That they, that he would be in, he's intruding on what makes baseball great. And then the changes come, and it's like, oh yeah, I love this. Pitch clock is the best example. I was not a fan in the early going, and I am full on board. Love it. It works. But like the ideal of a pitcher, a starting pitcher going seven innings, who cares? I, I it are, just, are, there, are there like 60-year-old like, dudes that care? Is that it? Um, I don't mean to besmirch the wonderful name of 60-year-old dudes, but probably yes. Get over it. You're going you to be dead in two fit? decades. Get did over you, it. Did you see the hissy fit that was thrown in the national media when the Diamondbacks went so far as to start a bull, do a bullpen game in the World Series? The people care about this stuff. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't because the third time through a pitcher 
gets hit much harder. So why would you leave him in? in except for like rare instances. Yeah, I don't know. That uh, doesn't make sense. I didn't know me. that was really even. Yeah, the, I will say this though. Would almost, it affect the Brewers more than any other team? I don't think I've so. I've been. I've liked almost every change that they've brought in. I thought I was going to hate the three batter minimum, but I like it. Yeah, it works out. It has eliminated the need for lefty, like the left-handers union of lefty relievers should be very upset. Yes, except <laughs> not because now it maybe made Hobie Milner all like you got to see Hobie Milner. Cook That's true. Instead That's true. of just come in face one guy every other day, mm-hmm. Hobie Milner cooked. Yeah. Uh, that's Holby true. Miller. Shout out Holton B. Milner. He'll be back. Uh, I got one about Jimmy Hoffa. Do you believe <laughs> was really reburied under third base at County Stadium and still lies somewhere just beyond the outfield fence at Health Fair Field? Um, no. <laughs> but in a more real sense, absolutely. So first of all, love the idea that Jimmy Hoffa is there. I'm so excited that I got to write about that last week. Uh, my favorite aspect of this has been... It's the silliest story you've ever it's done. It's great. Let's be, no, no, I think no. So. I wrote about Giannis not getting tacos once at Bel Air Cantina. Okay. That story was huge. That story was stupid. This one is funny. It's silly. Yeah. Is, is silly not a, a synonym for funny? Oh, I guess you're right. It's, it's, I, it's, I'm, I'm not right. saying it's stupid. I'm saying it's just a silly story. I feel like I've done sillier. I, I just don't have a good example. Okay. But um, I, I, I love it. I love everything about it. It is held together by like duct tape and bailing wire, their theory that they have put together. I, I just – I'm just not going to buy that it – they're hanging a lot on a playing card, some scribbled notes, and a dog who can supposedly smell bodies underneath concrete. They are talking – there was a massive construction project there and the body wasn't found. But now that it's all been put back together, we're supposed to believe the body is there. Um, can I reveal a detail? Yes. Uh, I tried reaching out to Jeff Cirillo who played third base. And of course, the body was allegedly buried under third base. And Jeff Cirillo uh, did not get back to me right away because, thank goodness, he has more important things to do than talk about Jimmy Hoffa. I have not yet talked to him, but uh, he did message me back eventually. And he's like, you know, worth a chat. I never heard anything, but sometimes it smelled like something was wrong. <laughs> do you think? <laughs> no, no, I'm... Uh... I'm sure that's not going to go anywhere. I don't even know if he'll I, – I want to talk to him, like at least for like long term if this group continues to pursue this, if he, they try to get the cooperation of the uh, government to have some sort of dig at, outside of Hellfire Field. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Jeff Cirillo. Did you see if he made witness. an error in that game? He didn't. No, he did not commit an error. He that did would, go over 4. OK. So that first that game doesn't back. matter. So he's not buried there. Uh, no, probably not. If there was an error at third base, uh, we would – do you think the Brewers should capitalize in any way on the idea of Jimmy Hoffa being there, like sell tickets to a Jimmy Hoffa tour or something yes. along those lines? Of course. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're going to need a new Hank Monument this spring. I mean, if he's underground, Ooh. he's like the old Hank. He's the same. What's the new Hank? <laughs> Jimmy? So, okay, let's t- – <laughs> the Hank thing. The Hank thing is real. I want to say that. It is not. The Hank thing is real. What do you mean it's everyone real? In, everyone I've talked to – and. And there is like these are just bold, these are just BS conversations. I almost swore. Okay, I swore once on this. Yeah, just BS conversations about it. Everyone you. swears that it was real. And there's no, I don't see any <sighs> need for them to lie about it. It now. is not that real. the dog really walked in. However, if, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are we talking about? Here? The hang, not that he's dead. Okay, you're no. talking about the the idea that him just wandering into yes, the spring training that, complex uh, is that staged. Is, yes, that is real. Okay, we have to be clear which Hank conspiracy we're talking <laughs> about here. There are multiples <laughs> out there, but. Absolutely, the Brewers knew what they were doing. I that don't is, well, that is their, give them that, that much their, credit. No, that is their greatest PR PR move in franchise. Their history. PR was fantastic back then. It was a genius, a genius, genius move. 
I don't I, I don't give them quite enough credit for that. I don't believe that's true, but I also like when you say when we say wandered into a spring training complex, I mean that could mean a lot of things. It could be that the somebody picked up a dog that was like outside the gate or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know what I believe. I believe that the original Hank is still alive, despite what the uh, many conspiracy theorists, many of whom are good friends of ours, would uh, would would tell you, uh, and even they would tell you most likely that Hank still alive, old dog now. He's uh, he's living a good life with uh, with a Brewers employee with Marty Ronsky, just uh, just living his life. So good for him. Good for Hank. Hank does not care about the Brewers managerial search. Mad respect. No, probably not. All right, are we gonna do this again when when we get a hire? You think that's probably the next time we chat with people, right? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Unless there's some sort of free agent dealing, which of course there will not be. Yeah. So uh, that's it. That's this edition of Microbrew. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we will do the mailbag thing again. I like that idea. I think it uh, is something we should do a lot more, especially in this off season when there is not as much. Uh, well, there's no game action for one thing. So uh, we will uh, we'll probably do that again. Check out uh, follow Kurt or myself on Twitter. He's at C Y R T H O double G. I'm at J R Radcliffe. That's Radcliffe with an E on the end. And then uh, next time we do a little survey for questions, perhaps uh, perhaps you'll have one that you could throw away. Thank you, Kurt. We'll talk to you again soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye.